online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. That was the New York Dolls dance like a monkey. Good, isn't it? Yes, I liked that. And you we, did. I, I, I wasn't like the, the monkeys often have some sort of rhythm and drive. Um, you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Welcome to this year. And I'm in a position to welcome <laughs> people so to a period of time. Well, there is a new year has happened, Matt. I thought I might mention it. I, I am Russell Brand. I'm here with Matt Morgan. He's in charge of these switches that run the desk and the buttons and that. You all right, mate? Brilliant. Rude health. Are you? I wonder how that even developed, rude health. Well, the... The, the idea of that idiom, rude health. It's weird, isn't it? Because, uh, um, frankly, it makes me think of you sat there all Don't flustered, nursing an erection. Yeah, I need to say that. <laughs> well, I have. I've said it. There, it's a new year. Why shouldn't I say erection? It don't matter. It's just nature. It's mother nature, ain't it? You should never be embarrassed about sex, Matthew. Don't make it out that I'm sat here proud. I'm just <laughs> rude health. I've got red cheeks. I'm happy. <laughs> you, should, you should be a bit embarrassed about sex, actually. I'll see you do it once for a window. Awful spectacle it was. Blustery, flustered, hair across his forehead. What was that face what? supposed to mean? That was in the window. <laughs> no, it wasn't, was it? Right, okay, so we've got loads of things to talk to each other about. Firstly, who's this Trevor Locke character in our radio studio? Trevor, hello, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, it's lovely to see you. It's so good, you isn't it? didn't get any clothes for Christmas then, Trevor. <laughs> what? Trevor's, again, dressed himself up as a dog's basket. No. <laughs> Why are you dressed like this, Trevor? really lack teeth. Impotent taunts. Um, Impotent taunts? Because they don't have any reality. There's no, there's no ground Look to that. What do you want to say? used to be white, that top. This is pink. It's clearly pink. Trevor, it's not. It is clearly pink. We've it's turned the lights It's all grey down. and listless. No, it's not. Like bed sheets in a humdrum bed There seat. is a little bit of a mark on it there. I've spilled some. It's grey and here. pink at the same time. What a ridiculous <sighs> this way is, this to is approach a spectrum. Well, Trevor, I don't want to talk about your Christmas. <laughs> I, I welcome you here. Happy New Year to all you. Right. I'm very glad that you've come and I offer you love. Uh, you concussed yourself over the Christmas period, did you? I did a little bit. I walked into a window in Tottenham Court Road, yes. Why would anyone do a thing like that? By accident. Cry for help. <laughs> it's a cry for help. You poor <laughs> desperate feeble. boy. <laughs> Help me! You haven't even got the courage to open a vein, have you, Trev? <laughs> or pop a few pills? What kind of suicide don't say that. is that? No, don't say that. Don't no. do any cries for help. Although, actually, on this radio show, we're going to help people. What we've decided Let's is... Let's call it cries for help. Cries for help. Lovely. <laughs> That's nice. Right, this new item, what we've styled over, <laughs> is called cries for help. Should you need a bit of the old help, give us a ring on 0500 288 291 <laughs> with your well, cry to, for help. to cry for it. What do you mean, how? I think just go, help! Yeah. You, all right. Well, that's not going to work, Matthew. You need to involve the telephone at some point. They can do that when they get through. They will go, welcome to a, a radio show. And this is your cry for help. All right, maybe, Matt, but I think it might seem, like, overproduced. I don't know. <laughs> I can don't try think so. it. So, um, but firstly, come on, let's ground ourselves in reality, because we've not seen each other for a couple of weeks, because that, uh, the New Year's one was pre-recorded, wasn't it? But uh, I think it lacked nothing for that. It's no, a it phone. It's a good one. Oh, I was mm -hmm. very proud oh, of yes. that bit of work we've done. Um, if you want to join in, ask us for some help or something, or just comment on your feelings and your innards, you can email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk, you can text us at 88291. It's going to be a really good radio show. Later we'll talk to Noel Gallagher, won't we? I've missed him. What sort of help do you think we should be Well, say you're in love with someone and you want us to get involved with that, ring us and we will. 
Right, say so you think, oh, I love this girl, I keep looking at her all the time, perhaps she works at a garage, <laughs> tell us about that, we'll ring her up and trouble her. Yeah. Or, like, say you're a hospital porter and you're getting bullied by one of the paramedics, tell us, we'll phone up the hospital. Oh, that, you've upset me now. Why? Why? Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Poor fellow, he'll be played by Robson Green, who's being bullied by a bully boy rat with a quiff. There's a rat with a quiff bothering me. I don't know if that actually happens in the NHS. So, yeah, ring us up with your problems if you want, 0500. 288 But let's come on, let's ground ourselves in reality. I've been away on a nice holiday. I went to Mauritius. That's not reality, is it? Isn't it? I bought out of reality. It was an Living escape. The millionaire's playboy lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> it was really posh, the hotel I was staying. I had my doubts. I thought, is this hotel good enough? But my doubts were quashed when I see Roman Abramovich was also at the same hotel. Frightening. Explain who he is for people like me. All right. Well, Matthew, Roman Abramovich is a billionaire oligarch, ogliarch, how do you say that word? Oligarch. Oligarch. Mm -hmm. He's an oligarch, which, um, he's, he's um, got a lot of power. Is that worse than an orc? <laughs> <laughs> he's like an orc, Matt, but with more syllables. Can you imagine how damage a guy like that could do? Yeah, he owns Chelsea, and, uh, like, uh, he's rich. Club. Chelsea Football Club, yeah, not the district, bless you, or Prince Harry's soon-to-be wife. I'm a bit troubled by She's these. She's called Chelsea, is she? she used Harry's to one is called Chelsea. Oh, right, okay. Wills has got Katie, and uh, Harry's got Chelsea. I've got swept up in the soap opera that is the British monarchy yeah, a little it's bit. It's Barbie and Ken. <laughs> Wills has got Katie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Chelsea's going near Wills. <laughs> well, then who should be allowed to go on Katie then, Harry? Fair's fair. Um... Yeah, so the, the, I just want to talk about these things a bit. When I was on holiday, Rowan Bromovich was there, and uh, it made me feel nervous because of his power. <clears throat> he emitted a sense of huge power, and I kept trying to overwhelm that sense of power with jocundity and uh, my garrulous nature, right? There was a buffet New Year's Eve. Roman Abramovich, he sat over there, the other side of the room. There's a, it's a posh buffet with sculptures, not like, you know, like a buffet with jostling in the when queue with a paper plate. Sculptures? Ice ones, mate. Oh, God. Lovely it was. And so Abramovich, he's over there. Nesbitt was there as well. Jimmy Nesbitt, like, out of cold feet. He was also in the hotel. I see doesn't him sound like holiday. It's a nightmare. His <laughs> ice sculpture. Jimmy I'm... Nesbitt. <laughs> I, I think, think he fell asleep in Heathrow. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up. I'd inadvertently been put into a celebrity TV drama <laughs> called The Island. It's a reality show <laughs> with a difference. <laughs> Grope your way through these ice sculptures before Abramovich buys you. <laughs> Destroys your talent. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, Nesbitt, I only see him frolicking in the pool for a bit in this dream show. Frolicking? He was frolicking, yeah. That's slanderous. No, it's not, mate. He was doing it. He was above bald. He had his trunks on. <laughs> Mind you, they were on his head. <laughs> and he was in Rudolph, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and like, uh, I didn't have nothing to do with Jimmy Nesbitt as much as I admire him as actor. And then, but Abramovich, he, like, sort of, I just kept seeing him in the, at the buffet. And I just thought, like, the first time I saw him, I was dressed up in my. England Russell Did you just mind carrying a tray? Did I? I and don't know, Matthew. You had a buffet and you were carrying a little tray. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a piece of fine bone china, Matthew, <laughs> which I carried with incredible dignity, like a PG Woodhouse character. Right, so, uh, yeah, I kept uh, me. I tried to look at him in a way that suggested, oh, hello, mate, are you all right? Like that, just well, with facial it. expression. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was Hello, <laughs> like I was sort of an overly keen orderly <laughs> to try enjoying giving him a bed bath. Hello, <laughs> you're right, Mr. Abramovich. Oh, you've got nothing to be shy of. Get it, Jim Jams off. <laughs> um, no, I, like in a friendly. That was friendly and not annoying. Oh, I just, <laughs> do you see? Hey, there seems to be some confusion between <laughs> the friendly and annoying. It's going to eventually get you into trouble. Um, 
But he, I always looked at him like, hello, mate, hello. He'd just give me a steely, cold stare that tore right through me. I couldn't get him to stop doing it, either. Do you think he knew who you were? I think that might have been the problem. I <laughs> can't, <laughs> <laughs> well, mate. I couldn't, I couldn't get hello, him to... Hello, mate. Yeah, no, she'll scalp you, she'll no, she'll no. <laughs> You are, mate, you are. So I'll get you a glass of water. Do you want an sandwich, mate? Do your work here. <laughs> sort of, mate. I just want to make you happy. Here, give us a cuddle. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get him to crack, even with my... Utmost nice friendly expression. Why did you bother him? Why didn't you just get on with your holiday? <laughs> I couldn't because he was he, had, he was potent. He was a potent force in the corner of the room. He's unignorable because he's not like a celebrity, is he? He's like a, a king or something. I don't. I never heard of him till today. <laughs> oh, Matthew, don't you read the papers? I've heard that name. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I just thought that's a series of signs like hieroglyphics, yeah. like you're Indiana Jones groping your way for a media temple. Yeah. Well, that's a crazy way to live. So anyway, that was part of my holiday. The other part of my holiday is I didn't bother to whoop my hair up into a frenzy. I just had it down all nice and normal. And I dressed in white linen sort of clothes and started to think of myself as a sort of messiah figure. <laughs> <laughs> is that healthy? Wow. It's just a costume change, then. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I just put on a different colour jacket. Right, so uh, we'll talk to Noel Gallagher later. We'll solve your problems because you might be a bit jaded because it's a new year. Do you feel jaded, Matt? No, I feel... I like rude health. Oh, yeah, rude health. Oh, yeah, I remember now, but Trev's I just saw that as a euphemism. Well, Trev does look jaded. I am jaded. I'm, Why I'm is not... he jaded? Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm still recovering, I think. All right, say you was a listener of this radio show and you wanted our help, what would you do? <laughs> yes, hello, this is Radio 2, Russell Branch Show. How can we help? Hello, I'm looking for meaning. Sorry, you're boring. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Go on, meaning you say. Yes, oh. meaning. Well, just be beautiful to people then, old bean, because really? there is no meaning, it's oh, a construct. Right. Birds in the trees, they don't think about meanings, do they? What would be the point? Just get on it, lay yeah. your eggs, eat your worms. Get on it. Get on it, mate. That's how I talk. <laughs> in my mind, I'm still wearing my linen trousers, Matthew. Um, Can I just say, those yeah. pictures of you in the paper on your holiday. Go on, victimise me. Where? No, I'm not going to. I thought I looked like a great train robber. I, was what? Just, I thought I looked like a great no, train robber. You look like a I mediocre train robber. <laughs> <laughs> you were, was there paparazzi in your canoes? You dropped all the pictures? swag, you twit. <laughs> How do they get those pictures? Uh, there was a little island, and like they kept turning up there. Some people looked like indigenous to the island because they were like Mauritian-looking, like Asian-looking people. And then occasionally there'd be a sort of a white paparazzi person. The first day they turned up on a boat, right? And they came low sailing right up close to me on the beach, and I thought they're not taking like they're not taking photos are they why would they and then i realized they were taking photos when they went thank you mr brand like that as they <laughs> sailed off <laughs> like that having taken shots of me i would have tried to dress nicer i don't know and that was what's going on because my trunks were too small very odd. i wonder what happened to you did i not look like a great train robber? No, you looked good like you shirt had your hair in a ponytail sort of thing all oh, right okay. the one i saw yeah. You looked alright. I mean, you look like you've been enjoying the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> you vindictive buffer man. I had illness when I was a teenager. No, you look very nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, right, should we have a record? Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Let's, have, let's break the record. It's two months. <laughs> nearly two thousand. on about nothing. <laughs> set a record, baby. <laughs> Never mind playing them. Um, I just want to, alright, when we come back from this record, let's all talk very seriously <laughs> and not flippantly about our views on the execution of Saddam Hussein. I think it might be out of order. Yeah, let's listen to Rock oh, This Town God. by Daniel Johnson. <laughs> Bye, Daniel Johnston, I love you very much, but you won't stop singing. Uh, that's Daniel Johnston, Rock This Town. I like him, he's good, isn't he? Brilliant. He's don't try, does he? I don't know, the album's called The Late Great Daniel Johnston. Does that mean 
There oh, God. He, oh, no. Just as we found him. Oh, why? Why have you taken him? Take me! Take <laughs> me! You're listening to the Russell Brand Show. I'm here with Matt Morgan and Cocky Trevor Lockie. We're trying to solve people's problems, really, when we should be thinking about our own. We've had some emails. This one's from Paul in Cornwall. He goes, I'm 31. I need a girl. I'm well nice. Kind of look like Jared Leto, but less hairy. Help me, please, Russell, you sex whale. That's a bit uh, paradoxical, because sex... Fine. Whale? Why? Because unless it's that whale that came up the Thames and captured all our hearts. Other than that, whales are not sexy creatures, except uh, to other whales. Sure you spell it? Whale with an H. It is got an H, yeah. And what do you mean, like, sex whale? Like, yeah! <laughs> like a sex whale. Oh, God, never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Matthew. You yeah! <laughs> if ever you was going to come gay, that were the moment. So anyway, Paul in Cornwall wants to get a girlfriend. Who is Jared Leto? He's a tennis He's an player. American person. Right, well, these are, this is a medical oh, no, gentleman that you would assemble. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Jay Leno, you twerp, that big square-drawed... <laughs> he no, he's a white sex whale. No, he's, he's a tennis player, isn't he, Jared? Jared Leto. Yeah. Let's go with Trevor. Trevor he's an actor. He's, he's an, actor. an actor. He plays it. Trevor, don't just say things. Well, he plays tennis, but he's you more... You don't know about him. Go, go and have a little drink, Trevor, somewhere. Go back and live at your parents' house, if that's how you're going to yeah, behave with us. in a film called... What? He's, a, he's an actor. Well, listen, it sounds like you look like a handsome fella, Paul, in Cornwall. Just try not to worry too much. If you want any girl, just walk up to a lot of them and be ever so polite and that. Cornwall, that's the problem. He's got, there's, there's no, uh, sort of passing trade. Oh, right, he's at the end of the land. And also, this time of year, there's not much, sort of, tourist trade. Right. So he needs to get, I don't know, up to the Isle of Wight or something. Go to somewhere that's more of a conduit. Go to Birmingham, sit on the ball ring, it, like, in a sort of a shack that you assemble yourself, and be bare-chested, and just yelp, Paul. Yelp. Yelp that you are J, J Red Leto. Say that you are him. <laughs> yeah, that's that lad's problem solved. We can move on. Hold on, we've got someone on the line here that genuinely wants help, and we're gonna help her. She's called Hannah. Hannah, are you there, dear? Hello. You alright, sweetheart? Yeah. What, what seems to be the trouble? Well, I'm going to have a 16th party, well, hopefully. 16th party? You've had 15 up till now. Do you have one every year? No, I only had one last year. Right, but you are 16 years of age. It's going to be in February, but I want ideas. Because all my friends have really good parties, and I want a good one. Right, so you want to challenge the superiority and yeah. supremacy of your friends' parties with a party of your own. <clears throat> this is quite a serious problem. What are we going to well, do? Well, it's baffle, you've stumped us. Um, well, what, uh, what, theme, I suppose you're 16, you can't really drink booze yet, or or any drugs, because that's illegal. 16, right, now you will be legally allowed to have sexual partners. <laughs> now, I oh. think you should theme the party <laughs> around legal sex. I don't know. Don't no, do that, Hannah. No, your parents will not let you. Are you using Someone... your parents' house as a venue? No, I want to try and get a hall that's bigger. A horse. Hulk, Don't do that. Hulk. The Trojans suffered badly as a result of this birthday Hulk. technique. She's just going to get a horse. With a DJ. Right. Some crisps. DJ crisps. Okay. Well, what, a what theme, is. A theme. You want a theme? Yeah, I was thinking comedy, but then I, I you know, sort of dress up as comedy people. Different like comedy characters. Right, you could dress up as me or people from Little Britain or something like that. Why don't you have it themed around vampires? Because I suppose what you really want to do is heighten the mood of, like, you're 16, you're, you're still essentially a child, but you're coming of age, I think you want to heighten the mood 
of danger. So dress as a is that, say it's a vampire theme party. Why not? Feathery. No, a masked ball. Masked ball, like that's in ve oh hold on, a Venetian masked ball. That's a good idea, Matt. Right now, the idea of the Venetian masked ball is like we're all imprisoned by our, ident our identity, Hannah. Right? We think too much about the notion of the self. Don't write any of this on the invitation or no. <laughs> put this down, Hannah. Write it in a crayon right now, and then put a big greasy thumbprint on it and say, "Come to my party. You can leave your identity at the door. Put a bag on your head and give me a cuddle." Bye. I think this masked ball idea of Matt's could possibly be the solution. I like that idea. Imagine that people whirling about, lovely, graceful, sort of, you know, in its way erotic, but in a suppressed, suitable way for a sixteen-year-old uh, girl. So, what kind of people will be coming to your party? Your peers, will they? Yes, indeed. Mm. Uh, them and then my family, because they want to come. We could send your family going to be there as well. Okay, they can come all masked as well. People won't know, it but there could be an embarrassing incident where, like, sort of, perhaps your uncle will cuddle one of your friends <laughs> too hard, <laughs> and it'll be all masked. It could lead to an incident. Be careful of that. Never unmask everyone. Never unmask anyone. Let people like Batman mm -hmm. or Judge Dredd keep your identity a secret at all times and play games. Why do mind games with people? <laughs> <laughs> Psychologically unsettle people as soon as they come in. Sort of say, just lean into people's ears and go, You are weak. <laughs> right, right at the beginning of the evening. Get Trevor locked. Do you want Trevor to come to your party? We'll make him if you like. You can all come. No, yeah. because remember. Russell, I think at this <laughs> juncture you really should offer to go and perhaps do an hour's stand up. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely idea. What a nice idea. <laughs> I don't want to because it would be difficult for me and possibly embarrassing. But you'll be wearing a mask, Russ. Oh, you'll love it. <laughs> no Stop one knows you. I'm not an idiot. No. You can't do that. All oh, you make a lovely cup of tea, make a cup of tea technique on me. I'm a grown man. Now, all right, we we'll, might send Trevor to your party. Stay on the line afterwards and give details, but you're going to have a nice Venetian masked ball. It might spiral out of control in terms of expense. What's your budget? Uh, I haven't got one yet. Right, don't, you, we can get sponsorship for it. From we'll get sponsorship somehow. Don't let it turn into like the party from Eyes Wide Shut, which was an inappropriate <laughs> festival of erotica. Keep it above board because your family's there and you are only just on the age, on the cusp of adulthood. Hannah, that is all the help we can give you. Leave details. We will force Trevor to come. What's the date? Uh, 1st of February. 1st of February, perfect. Trevor, you better get working on a mask. <laughs> in fact, you can wear that all the time, as a matter of fact. I think you should wear a full body mask that has wheels. <laughs> it's just in there. Yeah, let's cocoon him I'll up. I'll go in the horse. Like a giant cigar. Hannah, thank you very much for your call. Has, your, has our advice been helpful to you? Yes, indeed. I think I might do that. She didn't cry for help. Oh, go. Part of the theme of this item <laughs> is you have to go, help! Like to cry for help. That's the way we've themed the item. Because, you, you know, you, above all people, should respect themes. Because otherwise, without that respect, you wouldn't have your Venetian theme. So, could you go, help! Like that. Really good. <laughs> Brilliant. This item works. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks for your call. There Bye. she goes. That's Hannah Ogden. A good surname as well for young Hannah. Right. Hello, Mr. Brand. You are better than David Bowie. Well, that's unfounded. With much love, Sarah at Warwick University. Can you say hello to me and my friend Sam? Hello. Everyone is being boring. We are very drunk. Lovely. Nice. Well, well done. Hello. So, hey, remember, right now, I riskily brought up the topic of Saddam's execution. I was hoping that had gone away. Nope, I've remembered it again, so now <laughs> let's walk along the knife edge of taste and decency with a discussion of a sensitive topic. I think it's certainly not right to film it, is it? And no, it's bad it. to film it, it's bad for people to jeer, and it was so, like, no matter what someone's done, if they're just about to die, let's give them give some them dignity. Give dignity. And yeah. Tony Blair's bad for not saying anything about Yeah, not saying a cowardly thing. leader, not a brave, noble leader such as we require. 
Let's get shot of him as well. Let's hang him. No, Come it's on. wrong to hang well, people. It's wrong to kill. We've done enough on the sure. Hussein thing. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, I've always liked Saddam Hussein since he was found in the ground eating little fun-sized Mars bars with a big Father Christmas beard. I've always thought, ah, he's just like a lovely old uncle, right? Because I find it difficult to quantify the idea of the massive genocide of the Kurds and some of his international crimes. And I also think the people that give us the information, the people that wanted to nick his country for oil, so I'm mistrustful of it. And when I see him in court. I'm I always think he looks all right. Now, you know, I'm sure he done bad things, terrible things. Send us some emails about that. But it's certainly not right to uh, execute him in that fashion, is it? It's made me lose respect for the system by which we're governed. And remember, we're going to cause that revolution quite soon. This is more well, that is grist the for the meal. System that is yeah, but it's not, is it? It's a puppet government, Matt. They're not a proper hierarchy <laughs> system. Isn't it, isn't it though, Trevor? Puppet I government. I don't know if they're Nor do I, not. but it's my instinct tells me that it's a puppet government. The Americans are running it, really. They kept changing the judges and that, and Saddam Hussein was furious about it. Then they hung him. It's out of order. So there's my views on that. Brilliant. Sensitive <laughs> issue. I think we got through that quite well. And oh, I thought, oh, help! Brilliant. Help! We're ruining our careers while you listen. Somebody do something. I think that's all right. I didn't say anything particularly risque there. All those things are like public knowledge. Trev, go on. You've normally got a view on stuff like this, and you're sat there scratching your head like a chimp. No, I know. I have no view on it at all. Other Why? than I, I'm very proud of you to to talk about it because no one talks about it, and I think it, it should be talked about. It's it's wrong what what happened. It is know? wrong because otherwise we we must be on the side of beauty and righteousness. Yeah. Otherwise we're just contributing to killing people. It makes yeah, us fans all bad. the flames, doesn't it? It makes it worse. Now. Was an argument now based feeling... on the fact that Russell thinks he looks all right. <laughs> <laughs> and like Father Christmas, Matt. Don't forget that, and that he had fun-sized Mars bars. I like that because, like, he was living in a hole. So he thought, well, I like Mars bars, but it is a very small hole. <laughs> <laughs> I just have these fun-sized ones as a treat once in a while. I always think fun-sized. That's not. Fun. It's a rip-off. Matt, be it's one of the big rip-offs of our age. A big canoe that you could get in. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Or like a big house made <laughs> yeah. of Mars with Hans and Gretel sobbing in a corner. Lovely. Oh no, I feel sorry for them now. But it certainly <laughs> isn't fun <laughs> to have a time. Have a go at that witch. <laughs> that <laughs> witch? Why you done them up? <laughs> you bloody done that to Hans and Gretel. It was wrong. <laughs> You're so topical. I am topical, Matt. I've got my finger on the pulse and I'm not afraid to take risks. In many ways, I'm uh, like a comedy Donny out of uh, the Towers of London. So so, right, we'll talk about that in a minute, if you like. Uh, if you've got a problem and no one else can help, and if you can find us, why don't you call 0500 288 This is Russell Brand. We're on BBC Radio 2. <laughs> Go on, then. That was my clear no, sign. I pressed it, but it's the no injury. Injury. Right, BBC Radio 2. Train in vain, the clash. Listen to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. We've been talking about some things that we're out of our depth with, like, for example, <laughs> the execution of Saddam Hussein. We've had this um, email here from Ollie Spraggs, who calls himself Sprago. Well, look, right. Ollie Spraggs, Spra open bracket, Sprago17. Don't say his email address. It's only an email address. It's exactly. not what get. What's wrong with that? An email address? It's not like giving out someone's phone number, because then you'd have to have a human voice going, Ollie Sprague, I have your identity and details, and now I will make you feel intimidated and alone. But email, someone could write that and just delete it. Don't you think? I mean... What do you mean? Well, if you get an email, a threatening email, who cares? Just delete it. Well, he won't get a threatening one either. Well, let's see what he says. Right, Ollie Sprague. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll decide, Ollie Sprague, whether to compromise your identity <laughs> on the basis of this email. Ollie Sprague goes... 
I think that Saddam Hussein did awful things, but I do not agree with the hanging. He is probably a horrible man, but I think the state, the state killing him is not a humane thing to do. Exclamation mark there, he's exclaiming that. The state that is hanging him is also committing a crime, really, isn't it? Love the show, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's great, ain't it? It all exists in the same world. The horror of hanging a dictator. And love the show, it's all part of the same thing. So, Ollie Sprague, do you think we should give... I mean, Ollie Sprague, it's not like we should... Because I suppose often... Let's just leave his email. That was a lovely email. It was, actually. Ollie, you've contributed well. He'll but if you do want us to advertise your email address so that you get <laughs> inundated with... I don't Chips. know. Chicks, man. People. <laughs> I just like that he's called himself Sprago17 at Denny's address. Sprago. It's good, I it's think. Good, yeah, that's good. Fair enough, Sprago, me old pal, me old beauty. <laughs> You're a lovely fella. So, um, anyway, aside from what, Trevor, what's going on? Do you know what this now, makes me feel? I, what I'm getting actually is nostalgia for what, dictators. You're getting nostalgia yeah, for dictators? Think about it, well, you wouldn't kid, have that if you lived under one, dear. I know, I know. It's obviously, it's obviously a very middle class privilege, nostalgia for. Uh, <laughs> it is, really. <laughs> is it? For but, dictators. We've only just hung one. He wants another one. But look, when I grew up, there was, uh, there was Saddam Hussein, there was Gaddafi, there was Pinochet. Ceausescu. Ch exactly. He was well, a good well one. Well done, Ceausescu. It was always. Who's left now? City Rollers. Oh, they were. Oh, weren't they all dictators now? They made me wear tartan. Who's left now? There's none left now. Have we got rid of all of them? There's none left. Like, is that no, Kim Jong, the Korean one. Kim Jong Il. Kim Jong Il. King. Is he more of a king? Oh, he's a bit of a dictator. He's a dictator. What about Robert Mugabe? Robert Mugabe. Robert Mugabe. And there's a good one in. A good one. There is one. Panini sticker album of dictators. Other sticker albums are available. There's a really good one in that stand. There's a stand that's got a really good one. What do you mean, Stan? Oh, well, like Kazakhstan. Not Kazakhstan. You'd remember that because of Borat. Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan's got a really good one. Yeah, What's got... good about him? Oh, he's, he's just kooky. He's really funny. He's I'm a really... kooky dictator. Don't do this. Do that. You're killed. I'm a kooky dictator. He's, he's just like Phoebe from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> he's really lovely. He's like contestant number three from Blind Date. He's a real wild card. <laughs> He builds these funny-shaped buildings, and he's named the days of the week after members of or his family. Or is it contestant number three? He's <laughs> <laughs> a dictator from Turkmenistan. Hello, if I come on this date with you, I kill you. Oh, oh, I'm going to get a new act, etc., etc. But that's the nice thing about him. He doesn't kill anyone. He doesn't kill anyone. No, he just oh, names the days fine. of the week after his uh, f family members and builds uh, funny buildings. And How, is there still seven days in the week? Oh, there's still seven. Yes. Has ten. Exactly. That's what you should do. Have different number of days, really. Let's really mix it up a bit over in Turkmenistan. That's a good idea. Matthew, what's wrong with you? Don't you like our new dictator? I don't think, I think Love. Trevor's read some book by Roald Dahl and believed it. <laughs> Trevor, in this country, are there a load of bald witches that have conventions and a boy who turns into a mouse? How did you know? <laughs> oh, it's a lovely land. So we've got someone on the f uh, phone with a real problem. Let's learn more about dictators. I think that sounds like a lovely place. So, uh, <laughs> there's probably horrible conditions, actually, no, Trevor. No, good conditions. That's the thing. Great conditions. The conditions are great. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these conditions. I could stay here all morning. <laughs> Just in a bathrobe, blowing off. <laughs> right, okay. Hey, look, we've got an email here in our new item. What's it called? Our new item, mate? Cry, Cry for, for help. help. Cry help. for help. Help! It's help. good. We should make a jingle for that, shouldn't we? Right, let's just do the jingle live. Now it's time for our new item, Cry for Help. Help! Well done. <laughs> this is from, uh, Clary Bell. Clary Bell. Clary Bell's on the line. Hello. Clary Bell, are you alright, darling? Hello, Mr. Brown. Good Hi. evening, boys. <laughs> Hello. I see Hello. you've started this conversation in a seductive fashion. <laughs> Why? 
because um, your show is my two hours of relaxation on a Saturday. Well, it ain't for us. We work oh. very bloody hard. <laughs> well, <thank laughs> Don't rub our faces in it. <laughs> oh, good. Now I'm glad you're enjoying you yourself. You provide a valuable service. Yeah. Also, we get to the heart of issues that matter. Execution. Yep. So, um, okay, Clary Bell. Yep. Uh, is that your real name? Yep. It sounds May like it rhymes with something. Two. What, darling? Mayhem sister number two. What is a mayhem sister? What's going on? I'm confused. <laughs> it's me and my sister. Ah, oh, right. There's two of you and you call mayhem. Make a little bit of good mayhem, like good fairies. For example? Um, oh, I don't know. Right. Making, You've done nice nothing. Things, yeah. Having nice things. <laughs> having nice things. <laughs> That's things. mayhem. <laughs> mayhem by good any description. mayhem to all of, to lots of people. Well, listen, young lady, you better think of some examples of this mayhem because people are going to start to think you are a liar. <laughs> now, you'll want to do this cry for help thing because you oh, need some help. Yeah. Well, you know it begins with you having to go, help! So, go I'm afraid you have to do it again because I didn't hear the beginning of it properly. <laughs> but it did sound good. <laughs> good, yeah, we'll accept that good. one. Okay, what is your cry for help now that you've well, made the cry? For years and years, since I was 18, and I'm much older than that now, yes. I've had the same Joni Mitchell long, strawberry blonde hair. Ah, yes, I can see that would be a problem. Yeah, and it's getting to me. So, I'd like to go, I really, really want to be a bit more, uh, Rock chicky. Right. But I don't know rock how chicky chicky! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do my hair in a rock chick way, and every time I do it, it still stays flat, however much mousse I put on. So right, Matt knows I a lot about things not, like this. A new rock look for 2007. I can't help you if you don't help me! <laughs> Let me, uh, let me uh, that could be my new catchphrase for this item. <laughs> you help me, and I'll help you. That could be another one. Now listen, right, Matt knows a lot about rock chicks and the likes, right. that's how he distracts himself from the concept of death. So what should this girl do about her hair? Well, what colour is it now? Strawberry blonde. blonde. Like right. Joni Mitchell, 1977. You've got to put up a parking lot. Diet black. <laughs> Diet black for kickoff. That's your starter. Cut that into it. That wouldn't look good with my eyebrows. Actually, Dye them black. Dye them. <laughs> shave <laughs> them off. I've been thinking about eyebrows a lot. And what the hell are they? And They're what do they want from us? Sweat going in your eyes. Well, yeah. I don't have, have sweat going in my eyes you because of the eyebrows. <laughs> I've learned a valuable lesson here. <laughs> How do I get the height on my hair? Um, well, Russell's your man for that. I help yeah. you with height. Uh, over to me now. This is my field. Right, for height, you need to create static. And okay. you can do that with a hairdryer spray and rub. You know how if you're trying to get a balloon to stick to a ceiling yeah. and rub it in here? You forget about the balloon. That's not going to help you. <laughs> Just use your own hand. Keep rubbing in a circular motion on the crown of your head and create oh. static. Then spray with spray. Then dry. I don't know what it is, Matt, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to judge me. I'm it's not hurting anyone. It is static. It is static. back combing. You're it's Making the pot static. Go, go on. Static, static. Carry on. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, this advice is going well. So, yeah, get your hair all it's nice great. and high and uh, spray it then and uh, dye it black what? and make it big. Yeah. Dye it with what? Dye it black and make it big. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in the garden. <laughs> um, what do you want to Spray it with. Uh, Airspray. Air we can't recommend brands because this is the BBC and we've got obligations, although you may not have noticed that over the last half hour right, <laughs> with this okay. inconsequential wittering. I'm going to try that next gig I go to. Yeah, and then maybe ta go to hairdresser, go to and take some of the weight out of it. I don't know what that means, but they like it. Just yeah. say something about layers. Layers, <laughs> go in there, go layers, take some of the weight out of it. Don't be frightened of the hairdresser. Keep I the know. length. It, keep the length, keep the length, take it away. I understand your fear of hairdressers because they don't listen, do, do they? It no, doesn't matter I'm... how much you go. Oh, can you just leave it that length? They've yeah. got a, their own agenda. That That's is why to I cut your hair shorter. I'm so frightened of hairdressers. Don't do that because then women that have got really long hair down their waist, mm. you sort of think that they still live with their mum and mm. they're mad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so don't get. Do you? I probably... <laughs> 
do, do you live with your mum and are you mad? Is this May, is your mayhem sister actually your mother? <laughs> is that what the mayhem really is? That you've abandoned yes, the idea of generation? Nice, it sounds crazy. Get your hair cut, cut, get rid of some of that length. Cut, 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 black, um, and then create some mass at the crown and some static. Remember the balloon technique. I'm going to paint some scissors to my hair tonight. Don't do it yourself, you lunatic. Yeah, do it. Do it yourself. Yeah. Send us photographs of your mangled skull. Before and after. <laughs> Can I just say, I completely disagree. Do Trevor. not dye your hair and do not dye your eyebrows. How dare you! <laughs> You've not got the qualifications! It's frightening when, when, when you discover that somebody's dyed their eyebrows. And yeah. it, it's disturbing to a I'll do one green and one... I'll do one claret and one blue. No. Use a marker pen. Clary Bell, before you take on board any of Trevor's advice, I'd like you to know that he's sat here fully naked <laughs> and his own eyebrows are completely bald. <laughs> it's not true, I'm wearing a tie. Does he stick them on every night? He's, they're just bald and he's put his signature above each <laughs> eye. He's written Trevor Lock above each eye, but a bit too high up so he looks like he's surprised by his own identity, which quite frankly I am, Trevor. Aww. Why would anyone choose that? Well, I was the only person in Northampton that laughed at Trevor Lock's jokes. Because I was frankly ashamed of that audience. Trevor's from Northampton. I know. You're talking about his whole, this whole span of his life. <laughs> I know, and it, he managed to get through a bit of a rough gig that night. Well, it's because he was going home. People, they sensed that he was one of the outsiders. That's why Trevor left Northampton. He belongs down here. It was great. London. People were shouting, um, oh, come on, get to the break. And I was laughing. You were yeah, laughing, encouraging I, them. I like his poem as well in the little book. Listen, you, you've become too much of a minority interest. <laughs> Get your hair done. <laughs> We've got to buy a record now. Uh, thank you Clary so much Bell. for your advice, boys. That's, That's brilliant. Actual love, Actual love to you. Actual love, Clary Bell. What, oh, what and to you too. Right, bye bye, Poppet. What's your take? Book of tea and the green onions. Is that not the right man? <laughs> Book of tea and the MGs and the song's called Green Onions. <laughs> <laughs> and the green onions is what he's singing. Yes. Is that the it, There's what? no words in it really. It's a, it's <laughs> <laughs> is it that? That's yeah, much of that's the day. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's winning. Book of tea and the green onions. <laughs> All right. Don't victimise me. I'm just living my life. Uh. I don't want to listen to them now, I'm too embarrassed! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, put them on, they better be good though! They are, you'll like it. <laughs> oh, blimey! Right, so that was Booker T and the MGs with a song called Green Onions, and it could have, I mean, I don't want to sound bitter, because I know you won't take me seriously, because I've embarrassed myself, but that song was not about onions. There was no relevance to that at all. This is Radio 2, listen to Russell Brand. Uh, here's some emails. This show should be on Radio 1. It's funnier than Moyles. Oh, it's, Chris Moyles is very good. He's very brilliant. Um, but thank you for that flattery. Also, we like Radio 2. Better here. Better nice, isn't it? And that's from... Oh, no, I wrote that myself. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> no, it's a genuine email. Okay, it's lovely, right, because we've got loads of emails, because we were talking about Saddam Hussein. So now I've got, like, some emails, and they're marked Saddam in red pen. <laughs> right, let's get on with the Saddam email, shall we? Right. From David in Surrey, he wants to talk about the old topic of Saddam Hussein's execution. I'm glad that you said that about Saddam. I felt the same sympathy and weird liking of him since they got him out of that hole, but have been too embarrassed and confused at why I felt this way to tell anyone. I think that might be different <laughs> to what I'm feeling. I think what David is feeling is lust. Now I feel glad because I'm not the only mental one. Cheers. Now you're, yeah, David, we... You and I are like-minded souls, fair of us. Right, so we've got uh, someone on the ra on this radio that's got a problem. <laughs> it's me. No, it's not. It's, let's do that cry for help thing. Who's on the line? Peter. Peter, are you there, dear? 
I am, mate. How are you doing? I'm ever so well, thank you. Now, we're doing this item, as you know, it's called a cry for help. Uh, would you mind going, help? I thought you did that at the end, not the beginning. It's sort of, we mix it up a bit, Peter. All um, right, okay. Uh, you, if you're uncomfortable doing it now, we can save it. I mean, I, I know, really, I'm supposed to be driving this radio show, but I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Trevor's poised to I say know something. what, what he is should it? do. He should state his problem and then punctuate it with a help, help at the end. Full stop at the end. Right, fair okay. enough. Peter, state your problem. Right, I've got um, a date this Saturday for the first time in ages. Help! I know. <laughs> Hang on. Don't do I've got a couple of dilemmas that you can Go help on. me with, hopefully. We'll help you with all of them, mate. All right. Well, where do I take her out on a date? I live in the country. Right. Okay. Uh, the nearest town is Banbury. Oh. Uh, like Banbury Cross, Ruddles, mm -hmm. Oxford. Take him to Oxford. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. To the quad. Oh, sorry, Peter. Go on. And then um, the only thing is, I met her on the 29th when I was celebrating my 40th birthday party. Right. Only t talked to her at the end of the bar, got on like a house on fire. I don't know why people always think that's good, because if your house is on fire, awful business, really. You've got to worry about, oh, which possession shall I take, in that cliched way. But yeah, anyway, exciting. you've it's got exciting. a world You like having your house on fire, do you, it's Trevor? Exciting. It's right, well, I hope I'm going to give your address out in a minute. <laughs> and I bet Arsenal is <laughs> listening. Um, go, go on, Peter. So you talked to her at the end of the bar, got on that house on fire, you've not been on a date for a while, so you're sort of edgy about that. What's this new bit of information you're about to say, old Bean? I can't remember her name. Oh, no. Brilliant. Hang on, you've phone number. It's tough. You've got a phone number, though. Yes, we'll ring her. each other, but I can't remember her name. No right. problem. No, what, there's, a, there's an easy way. And how do I find hmm. out her name without looking at a bit of a door? Oh, there's so oh, many yeah. ways. Trevor, go on, give one suggestion then. Well, there's the game. There's the game. What is the game? Well, the game is, you write, you, you have to say, right, I, I bet my Right, I'll be the girl. Let's act it out. Okay. Right, obviously, I'm going out of view, so I'm very, very unwell. I've <laughs> possibly just been released from an institution, and I've got sick in my beard. Stop it. <laughs> Go on then, Trev. Let's do the improvisation. Oh, hello, Trevor. Nice to see you, Trevor. You look nice today, Trevor, sit for that jumper. It's odd, Trevor. Yeah, I don't know why you don't like this jumper, but uh, I put it on specially for you. Anyway, you look lovely. Thanks. Have you, have you, have you uh, seen uh, what people are saying about uh, the handwriting? What? Well, if you, you just, just sign your name. Just sign your name. Right, okay. Just do, how, did you do your do you, how did you do your signature? Oh, oh I do it like this. Oh, so, I hold on, Peter's got to go... I, I do mine like this, you see. So, Peter's got to go to the date with a pen and a bit of paper, yeah. like an autograph hunter. Yeah. yeah. And then go up to it and do that. It's not a bad That's idea, Trev. Idea. Peter, what do you think of that idea? It's not a bad idea, but it's not normally what you take on a first date. It's not, is it? It's not, is it? It's what a weird I'm, Trevor it, it, it's would have a pen because it's you're giving, you're, you're doing a little bit of a game. The other thing is... Uh, it is peacocking. Now, Neil Strauss, writer of the book The Game, would say that women like stuff like that, where, where you show little psychological techniques and things like that, because it shows added value. Thing, when you go, hello. Yes. Uh, could you write your name on here? No, yeah. no <laughs> it's a bit like that. too early. Never say it like that. Say it, you're Trevor, excited, you're sharing something. You're not Capone. You're sharing something. <laughs> Always be different. Never be like everyone else. It's <laughs> easy for you to say. You look like Alan Bennett and Alan Jones have been quarrelling in the tumble dryer. <laughs> Listen, why don't um, Peter? Right, I know what you mean. That's a bit obvious, isn't it? Straight away, write your name in a bit of paper. He's I think never Matt... said help yet. Say help. Yes, Peter, you've not said help. Help. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded genuine. We've got to help him. All right. So okay, okay. Right. So Trevor's got a technique there, but it might look a bit obvious unless you've got a really nice spangly pen and a sexy notebook, which will in itself make you seem intriguing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, but that's too. That'll be a challenge for her. Matt, have you got any ideas? Um, I would walk straight. I'd go in and go. Yeah. Terribly sorry. I've forgotten your name. No oh, way. You. That's a bad. Oh, what are you talking not, about? Not because this oh, is what he's, he's honest. He's honest. This looks awful. Shh, let me finish. 
you do that, and then when she goes, oh, and she's a bit embarrassed, and then she says her name, you go, yeah. and then, because I was thinking this, and I was thinking, well, maybe I could do this, and then, and then you've right, got you've the got eyes, a lovely story. You've got, you know, it's not, it's a, too it's early, it's too not early. a sin to forget someone's name. Have you had sex She'll... with her, Peter? No. Oh, all right, fair enough, it's not that bad. <laughs> okay, so, um, let me, okay, you've spoke to the bar, have you got any, what, what are the suspects for the names? Have you got any inklings? How many syllables do you think it, it is? It could be Sarah, but... Hang on, we can... No, it was my birthday party, you know, that I couldn't... It's Sarah. It is Sarah. But I think you're, you're instinctively sure. No, no. Sarah. We're going to find it out. We'll phone her up on her number and go, hello, is that Julian? And she'll say no. <laughs> and then we go, what is your name? Patricia, no. Debbie. Well, just go through names, Matt. Just phone you her bungling. up now. Go like, straight. Might as well get Inspector Clue. Just phone her go, who is this? Because I've got your number. And she'll go, oh, it's me. It's Claire. She'll be go, frightened, the terrifying no, man. Won't. We'll get Claire Jones, who works here, a girl. We'll, do it. we'll get a woman to We'll get a her. woman to do it. And so, Brilliant. I'm WPC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid there's been a terrible accident. Now we tell me your name. name. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Peter, we're going to actually genuinely, practically help you with this matter. We're going to get someone to phone her up. All you've got to do is entrust this lovely woman, your only possible chance of happiness, you've got to entrust her number to us, a bunch of idiots. Are you prepared to do it, Peter? Yes, go on. Well done, well done. <laughs> That's go good. <laughs> I'm glad that you trust us. Don't tell us in. <laughs> Trevor took a pen out, either to ask me to write down my name so he could try and pinch me bum, or expecting Peter to say a woman's number live on radio. You idiot, Trevor. It was a jokey joke. Well, let me tell you, it was a disgrace. All right, Peter, so someone will talk to you afterwards. It'll be Claire Jones. Now, Claire Jones will be the person we enlist to get this name. Then what we might do is try and matchmake you on air. We're, we're, we're working with this item <laughs> as we go, Peter. You know, we're, we're working this up. It's going to be okay, though. I've got a good feeling about this uh, woman. I don't want to get your hopes up, but I reckon the two of you are definitely going to get married. How about... <laughs> you don't need a hat. Uh, do How you about the thing that... Where do I take her? Right, okay, right, you're in the countryside. Now, you could go to a dog fight. The adrenaline, <laughs> the thrill, the passion, the illegality of a dog fight. Uh, no, not a dog fight. Uh... Matt, have you got any ideas? Countryside, what goes on there? Countryside barn dance. <laughs> you literalist idiot. <laughs> Trevor, have you got any ideas? Well, Banbury is quite a lovely town, isn't it? How far are you from Banbury, Peter? Oh, it's only ten minutes. Do you, oh, well, go there then, go Banbury. Uh, for what, for dinner or just to go and sit and watch the clouds? Eating dinner is all right, you're, you're talking. You can talk about the way you've horribly bungled this date by not remembering her name. That'll keep you going for ten minutes, according to Matt. Then you can sort of start writing down people's names and giggling like Trevor with a sweaty pen in your palm. Or perhaps your palm's sweaty, I don't know how it works. I think, I think, well, don't you just go somewhere simple? What are the options in, in Banbury? Banbury's... Kind of a small town mentality, to be honest. What do you mean? Are the pair of you going to get lynched? <laughs> What's going on? Is she twelve? <laughs> no, no. Well, there, it, there's I'm a bit of an go. age gap. How big is this age gap? Twenty-two years. Bloody hell, mate, you get a bus through that. <laughs> a school bus. No, no, that's not a problem. Because he's forty. Oh, he's forty. What, what, what's she, eighteen? Yeah, that's 18. fine. You... That's normal in this day and age. Peter, <laughs> you've made us help a sex criminal. I'm joking, oh, no. Peter. I'm joking. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. It's a laugh. It's good. It's what good. have you got in common, though? What is the thing that that? What, what, what yeah, happened? when you were chatting what at was that, that bar, house on fire about. What um, is it? Well, she lives in the village I used to live in. Oh, right, of course. And we just talked about what goes on in the village. Yeah. Okay. I think. I mean, you got to bear with me. I was a bit drunk at the time. Oh Christ! Hang on. Pete, what, Matthew? I'm worried about this girl. <laughs> Why are you worried about a girl? Because he can't oh. remember her name, he was drunk. 
Now, I think this and date's going to... Matthew, where is your sense of romance? For God's sake, this is going to be a lovely date between a very drunk, very old man and a confused teenager from a village. And if you can't see the beauty in that, there's something wrong with you. Peter, we're going to make this work. Stand on the phone, talk to Claire Jones, and Lee, um, give this uh, possibly Sarah's number. We've got to go to another show now. Right, it's, it's the news, actually. <laughs> I think the news is a kind of show. It kicks out content, baby. Who's been hung today? Okay, so, uh, Peter, uh, you leave that. We're probably going to ring you up later when we thought of a proper plan for action. <laughs> right, so, okay, bless you, Peter. Don't, you sounded a bit full of regret when you said thanks for your help there. Don't be. We're going to help you, I promise. We will help you. We, we may not have any skill, but by God, we've got enthusiasm. So, uh, we're going to help you. Right, Peter, uh, stand on line and talk to Claire. Okay, so now it's nearly 10 o'clock here in good old England, GMT. Uh, let's go to news with lovely Andrea Simmons, isn't it? Oh, we love Andrea Simmons. Try and get the word in uh, the phrase, doomed date, <laughs> into the news. No, it's going to be a good date. It's going to be a good date. What, what, what word romance. could you get in? The word romance. Get romance in. Get romance in, Andrea. For God's sake, we love you. This is 88 to 91 FM. This is Radio 2 from the BBC. This is the occasionally romantic BBC News Desk at four minutes past ten. Our next at eleven. Russell Brand. That was the doors, Peace Frog. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio Two. We owned a bit of the news then. We owned some news that Andrew Simmons said romantic at the end of it. So occasionally romantic BBC News Desk. I, I like how she speaks, don't you? Sexy. He's sexy. In fact, often news oh. uh, people come across sexy and with her forecasters. I like them lot in that position well, of vague authority. Michael Fish. Yeah, fishy. <laughs> fishy pools. Oh, fishy. Go on, predict something. Predict some weather. Give us a prognosis. Um, okay, now what are these important things we have to think about? Oh, yeah, it was, we're talking about Saddam Hussein in the news, eh? We've got our fingers on the pulse mm -hmm, in here, mm -hmm. ain't we, us lot? Seems that we've uncovered something there. Now, we'll keep thinking about it. We'll get to the bottom of this mystery one way or other, like in Scooby-Doo or something like that. Trevor, what's up? Nothing's up. Nothing's up. Just straighten my glasses, you know, getting Fair a better enough. view of you. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> We've still got Peter's problem to consider. Before the Haven't news, we? we had a phone call from Peter and our new item, Cry for Help, Help, where he revealed slowly and incrementally that he was dating an 18-year-old girl. Now, like, but he's forgotten her name. He's not Peter's been on the first problem. date yet. Peter's problem would be a nice little sitcom. Peter's problem? Do you remember do May to December with that old bloke? Yeah, was I do remember May to December. It's a long, long way from May to December. But I've, let me work on the theme tune for Peter's problem a bit more. Peter's problem. <laughs> do, 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 do. He met to wear and he's drunk. <laughs> His brain is full of lust. <laughs> run, woman, run! <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm, I'm joking. Peter, I think Peter seems like a nice man. He's, he's lovely. lovely, he's sensitive, he he's fun. Mm -hmm. he's, got, he's a laugh. I like Peter. He remembers her age, but he doesn't remember her name. Interesting. That's probably because there's no legal issues with her name. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I can't help myself. Someone stop me. So um, I think that uh, what we should do anyway, uh, Claire Jones, who works here for our program Radio 2, she's got uh, the number of this woman. She's even now ringing her up. I goes, try and reveal as little information as possible, and then we'll get her on the air, because you have to get consent from people. Unfortunately, you can't right. just ring people up. Does that mean whenever you hear something on the radio where it purports to be a prank phone call, it ain't real? Or maybe it's pre-recorded and they've got consent retrospectively. Maybe, because you can't put 
put things yeah, in here. Yeah, they're pre-recorded. Right, fair enough then. We'll do some prank phone calls, will we? We won't, we can't be bothered, can we? Nah. <laughs> right, okay, so, uh, then, so, right, anyway, we'll get her on here and we'll persuade that we'll get, we'll get her name out of her anyway. Claire's already probably got it. We could, we could either just tell Peter or we can chat to her. I think we can really make that date go with a bang. And yeah. I think we should really, really get involved. Absolutely. With the same sense of fun that we have yeah. attacked the issue of Saddam Hussein's execution. Why not just get her name, then jazz it up a bit and tell Peter another one? Because <laughs> <laughs> Peter's listening now, and that would be wrong to do that oh, yeah. Peter. Just go. I like Peter. I like Peter. <laughs> but why don't we say she's called... <laughs> <laughs> some unacceptable racist slogan so she's called ku klux klan no we're not we're not saying yeah. that let's no let's just be we're on this earth to do good that is our role here yeah. do good we bloody well will do good <laughs> <laughs> so uh okay time now for another bit of the old advice for someone it's liam liam are you there mate hello there uh russell why did you nearly say... <laughs> call I said Ken. Fair enough, I'll be called... Oh, because of Ken Russell. Ken Russell. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, now listen, old Bean. Yeah. Liam. Now, you need some advice from us, don't you? Yeah, I think I do. And uh, what is the nature of this problem? I'm an actor, you see. That and, already uh, is terrifying. Yeah, it's not going very well. Mm, it's hard to be an actor, isn't it? Uh, it's very difficult. Yeah, okay. And, well, uh, yeah, how'd you get your foot in the door, Russell? Just kick that door wide open. Don't use your foot. For a start, you I know. know. I wouldn't be able to do stand-up comedy. Right, well, no, don't try that, it's ridiculous. What you must do, did you, am I right in thinking you went to the same drama school that I went yeah, to? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Have you left there now? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago now. What, did, did you find it good going to a drama school? No, I was very proud to get in. What did they make you do? Nothing too bad, actually. Well, when I, I was I there... I didn't take my clothes off that much, right? You didn't have to take your clothes off much? At all, actually. Um, I, when I was at the... So I went to this drama school. It's oh, called right. Drama Centre. Famous drama school. Uh, it's used as, like, you know, sort of Stanislavski method, Lee, Strin, uh, Lee Strasberg's interpretation of that method. Oh, of course. And uh, it's, well, it's all method, isn't it? You know, you have to take wow. things all dead seriously. Spent a lot of time crying and a lot of time in the nude. And that was normally before I'd got to school. No, <laughs> 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 so, you have to take your clothes off and do things in the really? nude. Really? Yeah, well, yeah, that was the old days. I, I was a bit softer when I got there. <laughs> Well, mate, I had it tough. What, swimming costume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do it in a bra, Liam. <laughs> um, so you didn't have to do. You didn't, right, they didn't make you run around the nude. Did you have the marvellous teachers that were there when I was there, like Christopher Fettis, for example? Yeah, I was going to ask actually. I bet Yat loved you, didn't he? Uh, Yat Malgram was one of the teachers there. I liked him because he was like Yoda or something. He was this yeah. old Swedish man, maybe about eighty-five years old, and he'd won an Olympic medal for some sort of gymnastics or something in the twenties. And he spoke in the twenties. Ages ago, he was really apparently old. he danced for Hitler. Well, <laughs> in a way, we all do, don't we? We could, he danced, I think he might have danced for Hitler in yeah, some no, occasion. They're very, oh, well, they're 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 like to It's a distraction. He's got to be out to unwind. Perhaps Hitler was, had a gun. <laughs> Who knows what techniques Hitler was employing? Um, listen, right. I want to tell these people about yeah. So shut up for a second, Liam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diplomatic. Right. So um, the, this is the thing that's good about yeah. It's like he was all old and withered, but wise and clever. And he'd give you this information based on the techniques of this bloke called Laban or something. Laban. Yeah. Laban. Right. Yes. Yeah. Every physical movement apparently represents mm. a psychological shadow move. Mm. And, he, and these different techniques. It was extraordinary stuff. Now, take your clothes off, children. It spoke like this. But I don't want to. I dance for Hitler once. <laughs> now you do this for me. <laughs> After what I have done for the Fuhrer, <laughs> put on these suspenders. <laughs> no, he didn't speak like that. He spoke like this. Um, oh, this is very interesting. The acting that you do is very realistic. <laughs> what? That's how he spoke. He was all old. He's stroking a cat. 
Yeah, a little bit. Well, it wasn't a cat, I don't think. But, like, this lovely, he was a good acting teacher, eh? brilliant. He was probably some sort of wizened old genius from what alive. I could work out. No, he's dead now. Right? And the, the one of these things that was really good, right? I remember he went to, we was all in his class, and he was sort of talking about, like, our behaviour, and we all sit around him, he's this guru-like figure. And, like, uh, he goes, I know some of you, but he was all wise, and he goes, I know some of you boys who like to take cocaine because it makes you feel jolly. <laughs> <laughs> jolly. I like that. Feeling all jolly after the old cocaine. It don't make you feel jolly, it's depressing. Liam, what are you up to? What? Liam's drifted off. Yeah. <laughs> Liam, we're setting up the item. Let's <laughs> listen to him. What's he doing? Well, he's an actor. Oh, he's he's up working something. in a cab office. <laughs> What's Liam doing? No, no, no. It's his ego. He can't bear to listen to you. Right. Liam, what are you doing? Oh, sorry about that. We've been listening to you and it sounds like you're a criminal of some description. No, no, let me tell I'm so sorry. Are I you in a cab happen. office? I'm, I'm a night porter at the moment. Where? In uh, Pimlico. You're well, a night I do, it, I do it all over, I get sent everywhere. What is a night porter? I just basically, it's pr pretty much just... Is it like a vampire with a trolley? <laughs> look at, it's like, what, so security work? It's kind of security work, yes, but it is when it's nights. During the day, you're more saying hello and all that. Well, you're not concentrating. What if there's a, a, a discrepancy or a crime or something? Well, I've got the screens here, and an alarm would go off, to be honest. Well, you're bloody, <laughs> you've made yourself defunct, Liam. <laughs> For Christ's sake. That's what's keeping you out of the acting game. Oh, you don't really need acting. <laughs> Just imagine that there's Romeo and Juliet going on when you look out the window. <laughs> but Liam, what do you, what, you need help getting into the acting business? Yeah, yeah. Right. I've got an agent in that, it's just ain't, you know, I just wonder kind of little, little tips. I'll give you a tip, mate. It's, yeah. aut it's autonomy. If you, you, you have to just get on with what you're doing. Write yourself, can you write plays? Yeah, well, I've been trying. Write one. Write a play, and then you also have to, there's a that? there's a girl's birthday party, and a masked ball going on. <laughs> there's a masked ball. They're going to need entertainment ceremonies. Who <laughs> can write? We know about a masked ball. You and Trevor Locke will be performing the scene from D. H. Lawrence's Women in Love, <laughs> <laughs> where they wrestle all nude, and that it's going to be brilliant. Oh, that's a good idea. Right, so you're, you can go that masked ball. Leave your number with Claire Jones out there, and we'll uh, and we'll arrange that bit of acting work for kickoff. Then you can work on writing a play about your experiences in life. Then put it on somewhere like Ken and Chicken in North London, London, England, <laughs> then uh, we'll come along and see it. If it's any good, we'll get some agents to come and see it. What you have to do is be active. Don't just wait for the universe to throw stuff at you. Well, Write yeah. things. Be active at all times. Oh, that's lovely that's advice. rich Brilliant. coming from him. What do you mean? You're um, just on drugs. Write <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Well, no, well, keep a notebook. Keep a diary. <laughs> keep bus tickets. Stick them in a book. <laughs> Then you'll remember where you went that day. You can show it to your kids. <laughs> Listen, when I was on them drugs, I was trying my hardest, mate, traipsing around write? London. I wrote a right, I wrote a play based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which I'd never read. That <laughs> 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 goes, right, it'll be about the afterlife and put it on in Pimlico actually. It, like Pimlico school. Let me Ooh. use a room there. Yeah, it's eerie. They goes, right, they go yeah, they goes, right, you can use this room, put a play on. Then we got we cast loads of actors and then uh like then I got bored of that play because it was a catastrophe because I realised <laughs> it was not well written. Got all the, we had this Australian actor. So it was good the casting process. They had to come and do acting in front of me and my was, um, mate Matt I had then. We was a couple of charlatans. We didn't know what we were up to. But we got we cast the, we cast it, rehearsed it for a couple of months. Then thought this play's not good enough. Months. Yeah, we kept rehearsing it to put off having to do it. <laughs> we'll just keep rehearsing it, then we won't actually have to do it. But anyway, after only 15 years of that. I eventually got a show on digital television, <laughs> so you know it is worth it. Um, so yeah, just oh, do. Really? Say help, Liam. You ain't shouted help yet, mate. Oh help! 
I like hearing shout help. Does that mean I'm some sort of sadist? Probably, yes. <laughs> so uh, that's your help, mate. Leave your number with Claire Jones. You're off to a masked ball to be a master <laughs> of ceremonies and do some nude wrestling with Trevor Locke. It's going to be a great party. I don't yeah, know where you're going to wear your masks. Thanks, uh, thanks for your calling. Take oh, it easy, mate. Ta -da. Ta -da. Well, should we, what should we have a listen to? Pixies. Let me have a choice now. Go on, then. Uh, let, listen to Baby Shambles, Albion. <sighs> I like him. He's had hard year, that lad. People going on about him, victimising him. He's a Where's nice fella. Oh, right, all the way up there. I yeah. can't get to that. You can get to it, Matthew. Just try it. I'll keep, I'll cover. No one will even know nothing's gone wrong. <laughs> oh, hello, listeners. <laughs> Good old life, eh? <laughs> Sometimes you just think, what's the point? I've got an email here, actually. It's about a uh, mate of December relations. It's from someone reckoning they're called Maggie. Hey, uh, apparently the rule of thumb about dating someone younger than you is the youngest they can be is half your age plus seven. Just thought it was an interesting formula to gauge any moral ambiguity <laughs> from moral. Oh, no, what? from Maggie. Half your age plus seven. Yeah. Half Half your age plus seven. So she'd have to be 27. She'd have to be. Oh, poor old Peter. Well, she's 18. 18. Don't worry about that rule. No, it's not about maths. Charlie Chaplin used up. to marry all sorts of exactly. people. And Jerry Lee Lewis. But people have two ages anyway, don't they? Eh? Ooh. What do you mean? Their actual age and their numerical age? Boss? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do so, so you reckon people have some sort of soul age? Yeah, exactly. They have, their, they have their age that they are in years and then their eternal age, like, um, you're however old you are. How am I? How old am I? How old am I? <laughs> Before language has been developed, clearly. Yeah, you're 14. <laughs> Woohoo! 14! In your How face! How old's mine? How old's Matt? How old's Matt, Matt? Matt's 14 as well. What? Is That's why we get on, because we're a couple of 14 year olds. He's born with boffin. 14 years old, you are. That's alright. Yeah, yeah. We're alright, Matt. We're living That's the time good. of our life. How yeah. old are you, Trevor? About 70. <laughs> you old codger. No, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm actually, I'm 14 as well. <laughs> you? Everyone's 14. But I'm so a, just think everyone's sister. 14, I'm Trevor. a shy 14. Most people are 14. This is probably people to get you out of up. situations that Peter's about to get himself into with his techniques. No. Oh, everyone's 14, aren't they? Silly. <laughs> Very silly. <laughs> Very silly. No, but sometimes you meet an eight-year-old who's about 60. Well, I don't, Trevor. You do on spelling programs. Well, them withered ones, like that film, <laughs> where had Robin Williams in it. Oh, well, that, that, what, you mean that they're prematurely what? aged? No, 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 I'm saying that they're They've emotionally, the... psychologically, their personality is older than their kids years. who live with their nan? Oh, yeah, they're exactly. great. Nan, nan kids. kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they talk Hello, different. All right, Spectre's a bit nippy out, isn't it? We were probably the weather will change soon, Nan. Are they like that? I yeah. had a nan kid at my school. He wore a lot of wool. A lot of wool. Some of the nan kids, their mum gave them to their nan. I know, because they were too young. It was always an interesting drama. I loved them nan kids. Nan kids were great. Because they used old-fashioned language yeah, and old-fashioned ideas. I suppose we'll just have sausages again, <laughs> Blimey, I might as well turn in then, nan. <laughs> 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 they set their own bedtimes. They're responsible. <laughs> yeah, them nan kids. We'll just have it off a tray in front of the telly, shall we? Shall we then? All right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I like those little guys. Right, this isn't an album. From, yeah, uh, that's uh, baby shambles. I, I like this, and I think he's had a, a torrid time with it. That lad, because people say like he's clever and bright and funny lad. Guess I play his record. Have okay. a listen to it. Baby shambles. There, capturing the quintessential essence of Britain. I think quite nicely. And it was flawless. Well, you mean the, the link? Or you no, fade things too I, quick sometimes. I know. I didn't, I, you're aggressive. I don't know when you were going to start you're talking. Gung, you're gung ho, Matthew. I'm not. You are gung ho. Right, we've got some nice emails here. 
Thank you guys for putting a big smile on my face and for saying goodbye to the TV on Saturday night. By the way, has the revolution actually started yet? It has actually, yeah. We're sort of starting it. This is the revolution is constant. Why you just looked at Trevor and Trevor looked at his watch. <laughs> 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 right, we've got some, some things the to tell you. <laughs> Trevor, check your watch. Yes. We're starting at 10:37 p.m. I'm going to kick over some bins and do a blow off near Thatcher. <laughs> 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 so uh, anyway, you remember that lad that looked like Jared Leto? He sent us another text. He goes, I tried exactly what you suggested, Russell. I took off my shirt in a late night corner store and it worked. No one knew Jared Leto, but I got my nipples suck and then someone's kindly put the ED on in pen because he don't even <laughs> understand the concept of tenses. He lives in perpetual motion, this guy. The future, the past, it's all one thing. Okay, there's another thing here. Lindsay in Glasgow. Dearest Russell, Trevor and Matt, I'm stuck ill in bed oh, with yeah. concussion, honestly. No. Oh, you poor cow. And would very much appreciate her. Look at Trevor feeling extreme sympathy just because he clattered into a window in Tottenham Court Road recently. Well, I know how she feels. Why don't you form a support group with other numb skulls <laughs> <laughs> who go clattering into things? <laughs> uh, anyway, she wants some advice on how best to hasten my recovery. Just stay in bed, love. Drink That's a lot Lindsay of water. in Glasgow. Drink a lot of water, love. Yeah. Drink yeah, a lot of water. Take it easy. Take it slowly. And think beautiful you thoughts. You must be qualified. Beautiful thoughts. <laughs> Look out of windows romantically. Kick off the duvet! Go mad! <laughs> Everyone just go nuts! No. Um, anyway, Lindsay, look after yourself up there in Glasgow, love. Hi, Russell, I need help, says Grace Benati. What a cool thing to be called. I can't get over all my friends, they're getting enraged. Oh, Saddam should have been killed in that fashion. Grazie. Should have or shouldn't have? Shouldn't have been. Okay, you're a good point. <laughs> and, uh, what fashion would she, is she recommending? Yeah, that's true. What, it's not about fashion. It's, it's wrong about, to kill him. He's <laughs> him in a tree shredder. <laughs> <laughs> or, or perhaps in a Gucci frock. Come on. We can't kill anybody. This is really great, though. This is from Kara Skipper. Right, it goes, Hey, I agree with you about Saddam Hussein, but what do you think they should have done from Kara Skipper? Putting us into terrible territory there. <laughs> right, okay. Um, I think community service exactly. around Iraq, sweeping up and stuff. Sweeping up no. and laughing. For ages, with a broom with only one hair on it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> uh, in a way, it would be a sort of, a, like, from the mind of Samuel Beckett, a punishment. It'll be forever, that punishment. I likes it. I think, well, I don't know, really, but there's no point being horrible to people. You might as well just sit him down and go, now, look, Saddam, what you've done to them Kurds was out of order. Are you sorry? <laughs> Are you really sorry? Nods. Yeah. Let him go. We go, I thought Kurds was a bit of Goldilocks' dinner. <laughs> oh, no, that's Mrs. Muppet. Please send my love and hugs to Sean again. Oh, right, it's natural nation. It's not Mrs. Little Muppet. Miss Muppet. <laughs> I don't know who these people Muppet. are. Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who them people are in nursery rhymes. It's the only way of conditioning <laughs> children. <laughs> <laughs> They're all bonkers. That puts me in. That's more of my political views. <laughs> Actually, that was wrong what I said then, and I'll what? take it back, because I was being uh, detrimental about them Kurds, and imagine you were yeah, one, or knew one, you'd be brassed off with me. I'll take it back. I was just being silly, trying to lighten the mood in the old life and that. I'm going to apologise to Mrs Muppet. Mrs Muppet, wherever you are, <laughs> I apologise to you. I've, I've diminished you and earlier when I thought of you I'd looked up your frock. Here, Peter, you better get back in touch with us, mate, because we've called up that woman and we know her name now. Right, earlier on, a gentleman called Peter phoned up our new item which is called, uh, Cry for Help. Help! That's how it goes. And, uh, this Peter's problem was, he's going out of his a woman, at his birthday party, they got on like a house on fire, he was drunk when he met her, he can't remember her name. 
She gave us her phone number. We've called her. We know her name now. Peter, we're not going to tell you the name until you have performed several trials and labours. <laughs> trials of Peter, and it's not Sarah. You were wrong about that. It's not Sarah, I, mate. I think it's not even the right number of syllables, We should Peter. do a blind date thing. What do you mean, well, blind date? one of us gets the Trevor, right name. Trevor, is this your way of trying to seduce Peter's girlfriend? Don't be silly. This is my way of trying to make it a little bit more interesting. Go you, on. you think of a girl's name. Maybe I do, maybe Matt does, but one of us has the real girls. And he has to guess like it. Like a, bl like a blind date thing. Right, and if he gets the right one, then it's so destiny go, that they go out. trustworthy. And we'll overlook this horrific discrepancy he's, in their ages. Exactly. He's, he's got to read who's lying. Exactly. He's right, got to okay. read who's lying. Brilliant item. Well done, Trevor. That's what should best. we call it? Let's call it, uh... Something Peter. nice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Something nice. I don't know a shrubbery. Squeak, it's, piggy, squeak. It's called Guess the Name, Peter. Guess who's lying, Peter. No. Peter, guess who's lying. Guess the lie. Peter's <laughs> lie detector. Or something like that. Anyway, we'll figure something catchy in a minute. Right, someone's on the line, and I believe that certain someone is called Kirsty. Kirsty, are you all right, my love? Hi, Russell. Hi, Trev. Hi, Matt. Hello. Oh, lovely you are. It's like you've been trained to do that <laughs> from, a, from a five-year-old. I imagine you with a balloon in your hand, like on a string, <laughs> that sort of balloon. So, um, what's up, Kirsty? Because we've got, we know, we've offered, we've given good help so far. Jared Leto blokes had his nipple sucked in a garage. That's good. Peter, we've found out the name for Peter. He'll probably be on the line soon. We'll be able to help him with his problem with his mystery girl. Don't give away name, even though I've got it in my brain. I keep nearly saying I've the name. Me too, I've forgotten it already. Yeah, but you two never knew it, did you? Yes, we yes, did. We, did. we all oh, know it. I remember it. Deep down, we all know it. Deep down, we know everything, don't we? We're all one. Now, Kirsty, what are we going to do about your problem? First of all, let's find out what it is. <laughs> what is it? Um, I just lack self-confidence, really. Oh, you poor little sausage. Yeah. No, you don't. You phoned up a radio station. That's exactly. a good start. Good point. Well done, Kirsty. Right, a lot already. of people wouldn't have the guts to do that. Yeah, Kirsty, so already you mustn't doubt yourself as much. Now, what makes you think you're not confident, my lovely? Well, I'm just... You know, I'm really like, I don't have any self-confidence and I have no, like, belief mm. in myself and stuff. It's difficult to believe in yourself because the idea of self is an artificial construction. You are, in fact, part of the glorious oneness of the universe. But Every how can we help her? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm helping her. Shut up, you. Everything beautiful in the world is within you, Kirsty. And, and, and there's a lot of meaningless nonsense that we believe in, sort of things that I live my life for. Celebrity. Like this bit, so <laughs> <laughs> Listen, shut up, Matthew, because I'm trying so to help myself. someone who's shy. Okay. Come on. Right. Mm, this self-confidence. Now then, really, I mean, everyone feels like that, you know. Even people that comes across dead confident, even arrogant and annoying, going, Whee! Ball bags! <laughs> <laughs> no one really feels self-confident deep down because it's an artificial idea. But I think what you have to do is, one of the things I've been told about self-confidence is you mustn't, like, really right people aren't that worried about what you're doing and what you're saying so, so you can drift around in the world relatively anonymously you mustn't feel persecuted and examined right allow yourself or liberate yourself from that idea people aren't watching you and it's okay to feel them feelings without acting on them that's I my know, first but when advice. you were the chubby kid at school with glasses who were told you're useless at everything you know it kind of Listen, I was a chubby kid at school with glasses, and they weren't even my glasses. <laughs> I, I took them from a bus stop. <laughs> I was chubby at school. Now listen, and getting told you're not good at everything, you have to try and undo that programming, really, right? But do you know, this? Right, I can probably help you with this, but you may have noticed that we were earlier attacking the problem of Saddam Hussein being executed with a kind of bonhomie and jolliness, <laughs> like, like we were drunken sailors, right? But look, your problem, I suppose, is more important because you're here with us and actually talking to us. But 
We can help you with this self-confidence thing. As Matt pointed out, you've already called this radio station. Trevor's quite a wise person. Let's go over to him, and then I'm going to... In a minute, I'm going to stop being sensible and be really daft, so prepare yourself. But here's a bit of advice <laughs> from cocky Trevor Lockie. Well, I think what you've said is exactly right. Everyone lacks self-confidence. It's how you present yourself, and you have to learn some new types of behaviour, really. It's like that little boy who lives with his nan, nan boy. Oh, he, yeah. he behaves like a nan because that's who he lives with. And the people who are confident, they sort of copy confident people it's all about pick somebody you like you admire who's confident <coughs> and try <laughs> i do that because i i have it I've, i mean i'm a comedian and i'm very shy and i lack self-confidence and i have to go up on stage sometimes you're very good on stage though in your trip oh bless you but you say i was terrified inside and i had to you know i have to pretend uh, i have to pick somebody and try and imagine what it's like to be in them visualize what it's like to be inside them and it's like oh right, i've got a bit of freedom yeah and sometimes i do that with russell i, I imagine sometimes if i have to walk into a crowded room at a party, I think, oh, who can do that? Oh, yeah, Russell Brand can do that. You oh, absolute pervert. I expect <laughs> <laughs> you're the person who's been stealing my washing. Kirsty, <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice he's given you there because. Or pretend to be someone else. Well, just take the modules of different yeah, characters because okay. you're, not, you're not bound to your own identity. It's an arbitrary construction built with, through experience, a lot of it. There's no reason why certain people should be confident. As she said herself, she's always just been made to feel not confident. Free yourself from the shackles of, of, of self and identity. It's Lodeval rhubarb. get drunk. Drink yourself. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't I used do to that. do that. It's ever so bad for you. Doesn't Kirsty, it? Kirsty, we're going to give you more advice. Claire Jones, she strikes me as a bright girl. She, I keep, I'm sort of keep brushing off all these different problems in the Claire Jones. Do you, <laughs> hold on, here's an important step. Right, you've got to go, help! Right, on national radio, in fact international, you can listen to this anywhere in the world, I think, if you've got enough willpower and, and not enough to do. Why don't you do it, go help? That'll be one of your first tentative step on a journey to self-discovery. Can I just say help? No, no you've got no. to do it in a silly voice. No one will care. No one will care what it's like, what it sounds like, you know. No one does care about anything, really. We're all just going to die one day. So come on. <laughs> That'll cheer you up. <laughs> you've, what? Said help. You've got to go. You've got to, yeah, yeah. You've got to go, do it in help. this sort of voice. You've got to go, help, like that. Come help. on, Kirsty. Don't let us down. We're all behind you, my darling. Well done! Hey, That's an important like step for Kirsty! Kirsty, we offer you actual genuine love from our human hearts. We're all one. Fear nothing. Go and talk to Claire Jones, right, because we're going to be much more upbeat and daft now. You're lovely. I've loved talking to you. You're very brave to ring us up. Don't worry about nothing ever. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Go and talk to Claire Jones. Right. Okay. Bye, bye darling. Bye, Take bye. care. She's bye. done that help good, I thought. Yeah. Laugh. Yeah. Nice, upbeat. Right, oh, there's the nice... Oh, yeah, look, we've got some stuff. You know that guy, Peter, that we've been trying to help? Help! Dear Russell, Trevor and Matt, I've got an idea for Peter. The night I wet... Met... <laughs> 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 I wet my... I've got to continue now. The night I wet my bed... <laughs> the night I wet my wife, Alicia... Uh, I'm listening... Oh, wow, his wife's called something like Alicia. I'm listening online from Poland, where we live. We are both fairly drunk. Cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a, po a drunk Polish couple. Consequently, having exchanged numbers, I found myself in a similar situation. He's married to this woman now, Peter. This must be oh, inspiring you. Um, excuse me, but that's terrible manners. Consequently, having exchanged numbers, I found myself in a similar situation. So on our first proper date, I happened to have my Polish language homework because I... If you are Polish, you better bloody well learn to speak Polish, mate. What kind of Pole are you? Polish. He's not Polish. He's not he's Polish. He's English. He's learned it. He's English. He's learned Polish. He's with a Polish woman. I take it all back. So, 
I started the conversation by saying, please test me on this piece and help me with basic Polish conversation, i.e., my name is, what's your name? Hmm. Hence, this guy should blag his learning French, say, and do the same thing. Yeah, only if she speaks French, Richard. This is from Richard. This is, yeah, also, if you think you're playing a game, she might make up a name and go, oh, I am yeah. Marie. That's I am Marie yeah, yeah. from Francais. Oh, that's a good game, Marie. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm called Deborah. I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Richard. Richard, this technique's mental. I mean, how hard can it be to learn two sentences in the time he's got to arrange his first date? And anyway, once he's established a, no, no, Richard, it doesn't work. It only works in your particular situation. <laughs> <laughs> right, then talk about the invasion in the Second World War. Th these things are particular to your life, Richard, you lunatic. Oh, we've got Peter back on the line. Let's play. Let's have a little bit of music, then we'll go to okay. Peter. Right, well, what should we do? This is in the Smiths, come on. Oh, we're on Mos Def. Mos Def, Mos Def. Mos Def. Mos Def. Mos Def. Right, let's listen to him and them. And the Green Onions. <laughs> <laughs> Sex, love and money. I hate you all. Listen to it. Sex, love and money. That was most death, sex, love and money. We've all had a jolly good time listening to that on Radio 2, listening to the Russell Brand Show. Now, uh, if you've been listening to the show from the beginning, you'll be aware of the plight of Peter and our item, Cry for Help. Peter called with a cry for help earlier. That cry for help was he's met a woman. He's going out on a date with her next week. He's forgotten her name because he was drunk when he met her. Peter's here now. Hello, Peter. Hello, Russell. You all right, mate? Yes, yes. I didn't expect twice in one night. I haven't done that for years. Though. Well, let me tell you, it's a pretty regular occurrence around our way. <laughs> so, <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter, darling. So, anyway, we've been on the blower to Mystery Girl. Uh -huh. We we now know her name and identity. She's not 18, anyway. She's 28. I, know. I got all confused and nervous about being on the radio. Well, that, you mustn't. Uh, I've been. I've used up all my compassion with Kirsty. Snap out of it! Pack <laughs> <laughs> your ideas up, son. <laughs> me and Matt come around and kick your head in. We won't bring Trevi. Don't like violence. No, not really. There'll be none of that rhubarb. Now, Peter. So anyway, we now know Mystery Girl's identity, and we're doing this thing called. Uh, it's not. Well, it's a bit like Blind Date, really. Should we just call it Blind Date? No. No. <laughs> we're each of us is going to tell you a name, Peter. If you guess the right name, then you're meant to be together and we will help you. If you get the wrong name, we're going to destroy that relationship somehow. Is that what well, the game is? Number, so we can just phone up and go, yeah, but we got a number off of, oh, right, so we can, what? We can just phone up and say we're him and go, oh, hello, <laughs> all right, I'm Peter, I like your Harris, <laughs> stuff like that. Right, so if you get it wrong, then that's going to happen. But if you get it right, we will support you, phone up and say we're uh, character witnesses and he's a lovely bloke. Are we the ladies when we say our names? Yes, we're the ladies. We what do you mean? We ask one question. Yeah, we're the ladies' name. And like, what? And then what do we have to do? Are we act right. We have, you can ask us a question. Yeah, but not our name. I don't think you should ask us our name. I think he asks us another thing, and then if he likes this us... This won't work. No, the only bit of stupid. information we have is the name. We have to go... Right, we have no, to... it's got to be done psychically. No, Trevor, we have to say... Right, uh, my hello, Peter. My name's Duh. Uh, you met me the other night. My name's this. Right, okay, that's how right. the game's gonna work. I'll go first. Right, Peter, are you ready for this game? Yes. No right. pressure, then. There's a lot of pressure, Peter. <laughs> but all of it's on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where it should be. Now, Peter, okay, then I'll be, cont right, I'll be contestant number one, Trev number two, Matt, you're number three, yeah? Okay. Right, okay, Peter, you uh, have to do the voice of Silver Black. Right, okay, <laughs> throughout this item. No, you don't have to, we haven't been silly. Right, but you should. Yeah, yeah. Peter, I'd like to think that you've took your top off for this. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it more adrenalised. Well, I'm from Liverpool as well as Silla. Uh, oh, you're from Liverpool, well, are go you? a bit higher then. Right, no, don't make him do a silly voice, he's under enough pressure. Alright, do, <laughs> no don't, they're coming, he's doing well. Right, okay, <laughs> so I'm contestant number one. Uh, what is my name? Alright. 
<clears throat> Lady voice. Uh, oh, hello, Peter. My name's Anna. I really enjoyed meeting you the other night, and I can't wait to see you again for a boring date in Banbury. Banbury. Was it called Banbury? Banbury, Banbury. That's that one who got skidded on the ice. What a sucker he was. All right, so anyway, that's my character, right? Okay. There's no point in asking a question. You just have to work out whether okay, that's the so name or just, not. What was the name? Just do it high-pitched again. Anna! So, <laughs> now, uh, Trev, now it's, now it's contestant number two. Mystery contestant number two. Lady voices, Trev. Oh, hello, Peter. Well, I enjoyed your barroom technique the other week. Let's hope you'll turn out to be a friend from Banbury and not a friend from Bunbury. My well, name's Is that an Oscar Anita. Wilde quote? Yes. Okay, go on then. I've, I've said it. You're, you you talk, do it again. Do the name again. Did you read the name, Peter? My name's Anita. Right. Okay. So that's that's contestant number two. Now, are you, uh, Peter, are you take are you concentrating? I am. Right. And now it's time for contestant number three. It's played by Matt Morgan. Go on, Hello, then. Peter. He's <laughs> <laughs> the wacky one. He's number three. She's off her nuts. Hello. <laughs> I, I love meeting you the other night. My name's Angela. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. You were really drunk. Okay, Peter. So, will you choose number one? It's Anna. She's just a woman or something. Or it's Anita, played by Trevor, built up a part. Or will you choose crazy number three, Angela, played by Matt there quite well. Peter, it's over to you. It's, right. It's got to be between number one and number three. Ah, interesting. One and number three. Why, why, would, you, why would you say that? What did you like about number one? Was it because it was so well acted by me? Well, I was hoping you would give me a 50-50 or something like that. Hmm. I don't know. We can't keep plundering all these game shows. We'll probably get Celador <laughs> or probably sue us. Um, what, what, um, what, I'm leaning right. towards number one. You're leaning towards number ones. Okay. Well, Anna. You think that it's going to be Anna. Well, is that your final answer, we Peter? You thought it was Sarah earlier. Yeah, you thought it was Sarah, mate. You were, you was too drunk. You shouldn't be allowed to go out in public. That's the conclusion I'm reaching. So, right, okay, so, right. You're right. You think so far that it was gorgeous number one, Anna. Yes. Is that your final answer, Peter? Are you going to stay with that? Should it be? <laughs> well, if it's helping. Uh, no, it shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't right. be that one. It shouldn't. We'll give you another chance. All right. Well, then, it, I was must have been right with my first one, number three. Angela! <laughs> That's right. The sexy Angela. Yes. Well, look at what you oh. could have won. What should we do? Because, look... Or by process of elimination. <laughs> yes, the last one. What? What? Or by process of elimination. Yes. If it isn't number three, it's or number, number one. Two. This girl really made an impression. On <laughs> she really touched you, didn't she? <laughs> yes, Peter. The correct answer is number two, Anita. Yeah. Oh, Peter, true it's love. Like a detective, wasn't he? Oh, is it beautiful the way he deduced it, man? He was <laughs> like Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so Peter, what you didn't remember? I thought that the name Anita it would resonate with you on some level. Didn't she say it at some point? Now you mention it, yes. She <laughs> Peter, oh Christ, this date, I'm worried. I'm I think mm. it'll go well. Now, I, what I do like is it's Peter and Anita. Mm. Oh yeah. Yes. It's got a lovely ring to it. That's a good way it. for remembering it now, Peter. Yeah, right. It rhymes with your own name. So when you turn up flustered <laughs> at this Bernie Inn in Barnbury, just <laughs> remember it, it rhymes with my own brain name, Peter Anita. Don't call her Gita or, uh, I don't know, just Anita. <laughs> She's called Anita, Peter. Is there, now, is there anything else we could... We found out her name for you. We've done good there. Is there anything else you want to know? 
Do Need. I have any dignity left with her? How no, did you no. find her name? We just goes, uh, we goes, this is the Metropolitan Police. We think you're being tracked by a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> you better give us some information or you're in grave danger. No, we just goes, we just goes, oh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't make the phone call. It's Claire Jones done it. Know. It works here. We don't even know. But what we might try and do is ring her up. She's out at the moment, apparently, till oh. around 11. So uh, we, we're going to try and ring her up later and get her on air, just meddle more. But I think you're going to be okay. At the moment, I don't know how much she knows. She might not know that you've ballsed everything up and not remembered her name. You might... <laughs> You might be okay. So anyway, Peter, we've given you a right bit of help there. Do you think that we are a lovely bunch of guys? Yeah. Well, there you are, Peter. It's been a pleasure helping you. Will you do that help thing once more? Help! <laughs> well done. That's Peter, everyone. Okay, so, uh, yeah, good old life. This Thanks for the help. Should we listen that's to, right. uh, right, we're gonna, that's no trouble, Peter. Thanks for your call, mate. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. This is Repeat to Fade, the shortwave set. Oh, that's repeat to fade the shortwave set. I liked it. Sentimental, emotional. Nice. Oh, you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. We've done some good in the world We've there. Done a lot of good. A lot of good. We High five? What? High five? All right, I'll try. Hold on. No, we don't have to. Oh, come on, let's do it. Yeah, all right, come on, Trent. Yeah, well, this is because of the good we've done. We've done actual good. We helped that uh, Kirsty to feel a bit more confident. We got Peter in touch with that woman, found out that she's 28. That's good news. He didn't remember her name, her age. Ten years out. Ten years, a whole decade he missed. That's like missing <laughs> the 70s or something. <laughs> What's wrong with him? What's he been doing that's so important? Okay, so right, we've helped him. Did we help anyone else? Yes, we've, we helped uh, someone else. Well, well, the, the, the lady with the masks. We've helped them master. We're helping everyone. Blimey. This should be a regular fixture. Let's do it all the time. Yeah, it's easy yeah, as well. Cry for her. Right, okay. So, uh, right, we've got a few things to probably wrap up. The show's over in ten minutes, and then it'll be Andrea Simmons doing some news if she's not so wrapped up in her own sexuality. <laughs> Blimey, what a sex bomb that woman is. I'm going to go in that newsroom one of these days, and while she's reading... Do you know one of my fantasies? Don't tell us this on But I just thought, you know when you see someone reading a news, like Angela Rippon or no, someone like that, or Moira Stewart? Under, 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 under the desk, yeah. How do you know? Have I told you already, or have you no, think I it? can just read you like books. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good book, isn't it? Probably D.H. Lawrence or some little smut. pop-up book. <laughs> <laughs> a pop-up book of erections. <laughs> Ghastly little affair it'll be. Well, anyway, it would be good to be under the, nest, under the desk while they're doing the news. Yeah. I don't know why I said nest. <laughs> <laughs> good old life. We're all alive. We're all alive. I know this is very boring and predictable and unimaginative for me to say, but it's true. The show rocks. And you look very cute on the webcam, lot of ours. That's from G. And that worries me, because G <laughs> is our resident poet here, and uh, I never knew that you felt this way. He'll be, re he'll be doing a poem for us uh, in a minute. Obviously, it'll be more of an ode, a sonnet to me, of him expressing himself, like Gerard Manley Hopkins' lovely suppressed gay vicar poems. Right, okay, what else have we got to think about and talk about? Well, we've, right, let's wrap things up. Now, that, right, what have we worked out? Saddam Hussein, uh, it's been, been killed. not in that fashion, it's been bungled, shouldn't have been killed at all, it's out of order we to go around killing an, people. We have an alternative punishment, though, that, that needs to be done. Maybe next week we, we we'll do work that. on that, because also our revolution is gaining steam. It's good that we've got a cynic on board. Matt, one of the key members of the revolution, don't think we should be doing it. Me and Trevor are yeah. quite gung-ho. What? About our revolution that we're doing. No, I don't think so. I was just thinking about Saddam. Why? 
Well, <laughs> I mean, like, are you, all right? Wherever he's gone, <laughs> wherever he's gone, I hope he's happy there. If if dogs have a heaven, there's one thing I know: Saddam has a wonderful home. To quote the Elvis Presley song "Old Shep," which I probably shouldn't have done <laughs> under the circumstances. I hope he's all right. You think he's gone to dog heaven? Well, I, I don't know. He might not like it there. That's just, I just hope he's all right. I hope everyone's all right. Everyone'll be okay, won't they, Trev? Really? Right. What else? What else? Is there anything else we should be worrying about? I went off on my holiday. That's all dealt with. Did you miss me while I was gone, Matt? No. Not at all. Well, it was only two weeks. It was <laughs> a ages. nice break, and then I was glad to see you again. Well, that sounds up. Got out of that one, <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> did you miss me? I did miss you. I genuinely missed you. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure yeah. such a bum kisser. <laughs> bum kisser. He's not. I've he's never just done that. Comfortable with his emotions. That's what he is. You look at you all wrapped well, up, unable saw, to deal with masculine emotions. It yeah, made, made my heart go all funny. <laughs> <in> a newspaper. <laughs> I laughed him. Sitting in his little lounger. <laughs> <laughs> I looked nice on that holiday. I was having the time of my life. Right, ERG, come over here and do a poem. This is Poet Laureate of the show. ERG, come over here and do a poem. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it's probably like to be in the blue. You're putting him set. on a pedestal. ERG, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate. Yeah, I'll do a rhyme, son. Nice one. Wouldn't speak to Carrot like that, would you? <laughs> no, I suppose we wouldn't. You're quite right. You make an important point. It's Mr. G, everyone, with a poem to summarise. Should we clap? Good, good, good. This is poem is called How to Beat the January Blues. <clears throat> Forget the gym. Why kill yourself and feel guilty trying to get thin? Didn't we put a lot of time eating those mince pies? Why take out what we've worked so hard to put in? Depressed about the world peace and recent events in the Middle East? Maybe it was a fun-sized chocolate that was sent overseas. So in order to beat the January blues, here at Radio 2 we have a remedy for you. Take one part Trevor Locke and his collection of puppet dictators as he reminisces over the great killers from across all the ages. Then sprinkle some Matt Morgan to restore the order, giving hair tips to girls and writing tips to night porters. Yeah. Finally, to pop the cherry on the top, <laughs> Mr. Brand lends his hand to solve the problems of the land. Peter suffered amnesia, so who should he believe, her? Russell, Matt or Trevor? Or should he just demand her autograph the first time he meets her? So, if that doesn't work to lift the January curse, then just crawl under your duvet until February the 1st. Woo! Yeah. Fantastic poem. First verse I noticed was generic and could have been uh, like, could have been written before. We never mentioned mince pie. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the news. Ah, it was on the news. Yeah, Fair enough. Listen to them. We don't listen to that news bit. We find that bit depressing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. It's Andrea Simmons, and she is a goddess. That woman, uh, Matthew. I noticed that where you at, well, we all had to have when we were doing that thing for Peter. We all had to have our name written down on a bit of paper so we didn't <laughs> oh, forget. Look at that. Anna and Trevor was Anita. I was Anna. Matt was Angela. Right, and he's drawn a lorry okay. around the name like this idiot he is with a fella waving out the window and number three next to it matthew that's an indication because you were number three and you can't retain any information in your brain what is that lorry doing and where is it going and why is that bloke so upbeat that's driving I don't know. it it's a nice little picture it's a crazy thing to think about he's driving us into 2007 there we go on a lovely journey so it's a whole new year the radio show's going well i think we've created a nice little vibe for everyone we're going to be here every week doing this bloody radio program aren't we every, every week, week we'll Absolutely. do it we like it oh, we didn't bring no Gallagher. Oh no. No. Oh no, man. Oh no, man. My wallet's gonna kill me. <laughs> we didn't call no Gallagher. That's Corky from Reeves and Morton, Okay, look, yeah, we mustn't, uh, well, sorry, Noel, uh, if he was waiting to be phoned. He might have been. He likes. Uh, being isn't he phoned. in Australia still? No, he's back. He's in the countryside. Oh, God. 
<laughs> he's in the car. Thank God he's back. Right. Who's so, going to invite us to his countryside house? I don't know. I keep putting pressure on him, but he just doesn't seem to want us there. <laughs> <I'll do> <laughs> what, what, what we'll do is we'll ring him up next week and really browbeat him into it. He's going on holiday as well on Sunday, so that means. We'll tell him we'll look after it. Yeah, we'll look That's after his mansion. Idea. What a brilliant yes, sitcom. All of us <laughs> in Noel Gallagher's mansion. It'll be crackers. We'll ruin his house. We'll break a vase. Of course we will. And then how will we solve it? Oh, it'll be like early falls and horses with that chandelier. All right, okay, so. Um, um, who's on next week's show? Right, let's have. I tell you, what we could have. I've not, uh, we could have Rich Shearsmith. Uh, Steve Merchant's coming on. Steve Merchant's coming on. Excellent. Poor Come old Rich Shearsmith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's because his back. <laughs> he loves us. He won't mind. Rich Shearsmith. We could have Rich Shearsmith. Steve Merchant's coming on. <laughs> it's because he's already been organised. It's not a slight. I love Rich Shearsmith. I love all of the League of Gentlemen. They're fantastic. <laughs> but Steve Merchant, he works at Radio Six Music, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's all you know. We've got to get him on. It's written down on a bit of paper. If it weren't written on this bit of paper, we would f him right off. But Merchant is written down. I love Steve Merchant. He's going to be a brilliant guest. He'll be here. What else we do? We'll call up Noel Gallagher next week. We'll. Uh, send a brief to Sharice Shearsmith's house, <laughs> apologising for the scandalous way we've handled this matter. Okay, so, uh, right. Well, our work is done here until next week, so, um, you know, goodbye. We love you in an actual, genuine way, not a sort of a superficial showbiz way. And now it's time for a little show that rounds up world events, not including the stuff we do, which is bloody significant when you think we're forming a brand new utopia, but other stuff, a little show, what we like to call the news with Andrew mm, 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 Simmons reading that sexy news. And I'd like you all to imagine that me, Matt and Trev are under her desk while this news has been read, <laughs> unless it's a particularly depressing bit of news, in which case imagine us standing solemnly. But hold on, we took our trousers down, we're idiots! <laughs> okay, this is 88 to 91 FM, Radio 2 from the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>